You're listening to I Feel For You. I'm Dion, a creative coach, yoga, movement, meditation teacher and student, ever the student, writer, DJ, polymath, but human being above everything else. And in this podcast, I am here for you, friends. Welcome to the show. Welcome back if you're a regular listener. I'm so grateful that you're here. And this week, micro-coaching. You what? Yes. If you're a regular listener to the show or you get my digest, which is my inner circle mail out that you can receive in your inbox, which is filled with heaps of resources, inspiration and encouragement. P.S. You can sign up for my digest by heading to my site dion.space. Link will be in the show notes. You'll know that I want you to feel held, supported and encouraged in all ways. And micro-coaching is a way that I can do that. So some of you might know, and hopefully all of you might know by now, that I work as a creative coach and I work with yoga and movement and meditation and also putting on different kinds of events. And it means that a lot of the stuff that I do is either in real life, like putting on events, such as my upcoming summer retreat in Brighton, which is happening really soon, or online because I work one-to-one with incredible clients in six-month coaching programs. Shout out and props and cheers to all those people who inspire me every single day, every damn day. Okay, that was a bit too schmitty. That was, uh, what, New Girl season one? Season two? I mean, I stopped watching by season four, but anyway... I also run online coaching groups now and then. So shout out to those of you who were in my Bloom Creative Coaching Group this spring and back in the autumn when we did it. Yeah. And this work affords an amazing opportunity, which is to dive deep into the nitty gritty of your goals, your mission, your path. And I love it because it allows me to give you all my attention and support to help you get where you want to go. And my purpose is rooted in supporting you to create space for yourself so that you can be more of who you are. Your essence, your giblets, your magic. And often that means remembering who you are in the first place, right? And that often involves looking at the stuff that gets in the way and also developing the courage to live a life that is true to who you are so that you can feel free to do you. Yes. So I love this work. You can probably tell I can talk about all the kinds of amazing people I get to spend time with all over the world, thanks to the internet. And I could speak to you about what they're doing and creating and how they're showing up in the world. Truly, it's so inspiring to me and deeply humbling. And I'm just so grateful to do this work. And I'm going off on a tangent already, but um, you can probably feel that I'm quite passionate about this stuff. It really does ping my pants. Maybe that's the wrong thing to say. Maybe I'm connoting something a bit dodge, but um, yeah, it really inspires me. It inspires me in so many ways. And at the same time, I'm also very aware of the limitations that are very real for some of us. And uh, perhaps you might not be in the place to work with me right now, one-to-one. Maybe at this moment in time, finances aren't right. And I try to do what I can to help with the financial part in particular, because I know that quite often that financial stuff can really hold us back from accessing some of the stuff that could be so helpful to us and helping us move forward. So just a word on that, I do offer payment plans with my coaching work and also offer a number of coaching slots for low income folks during the year. So 
do get in touch if that is on your mind and that is something that's in your way because you know we can work with obstacles it's all good we want to free up the space right this is a really long-winded way of talking about micro-coaching because micro-coaching is something I offer to try and make my offerings as accessible. So I do give away a lot of free stuff in general because, you know, better out than in, right? If it can help someone and if it's useful, then that's great. That's, that's why I'm here. But obviously there's my website there's loads of resources on there like blog posts and videos and so on and there's this podcast space which is hopefully useful to you guys and also the micro coaching so that works by you sending me a voicemail or a letter with a question about an area that you could use help with so that I can answer it for you hopefully in a useful way in this you know micro coaching session via the podcast so that's what we're doing today and yeah we're going to get into just that So I'm really excited to explore a question from one of you dear listeners that I really hope speaks to you and helps you to get clear and move forward. So the title of this podcast is How Do I Stop Being So Scared and Just Do The Thing? And here's the letter. Hi Dion, here's a quick question for you. I have these dreams and goals that excite me, but often I find I get stuck and scared. How can I move forward and stop feeling like I'm held hostage by fear? I want to get all the things done and do all the things I want to do, but I just feel like I'm stalling. Yours, gratefully, Tears for Fears. Well, thank you, Tears for Fears, a great band. Wait, is that you? I'm sure you're just playing with my love of music, which I love. So thank you. Thank you so very much for being brave and sending me this letter And I feel for you. I mean, actually, I literally didn't plan to say that, but it works. Hey, the podcast name finally has a purpose. But anyway, how do you stop being so scared and just do the thing? And truly, this is something that comes up so frequently. I mean, like on a daily basis. So I'm really, really glad that you've asked about specifically how to move forwards from fear, because surely we can all relate to this, right? I definitely can. So already, I think by you writing this letter, it's a good example that speaks to the question that you ask. Because I think there's a very interesting thing that happens at the point between fear and action. This is, I think, a crucial point. It's a catalyst for the most incredible transformation. See, I think of fear as being this energy and it's a very powerful energy. And if it's not working in our favour, it can keep us locked in. It's often unproductive, as in the energy isn't often useful. Whereas action, also energy, it enables us to move forwards, to grow and to learn. And I find many of us get stuck in that first part, the fear. There's this lack of movement. And that often translates to a lot of observation, often observing outside of ourselves and looking for external validation for some kind of confirmation of our okayness, watching what others are doing, for example. But choosing to move forward and use the powerful energy of fear is, I think, the biggest catalyst. It is, I think, one of the most transformational uses of our energy, a force. I use this analogy, which might be a bit naff, but bear with me. I think about driving a car, a manual car. So in order to move forward, you need to be in first gear. You can't go straight to fifth gear. You have to apply the right amount of acceleration 
to meet the clutch and there's this tipping point between the acceleration and the clutch. Apologies for those of you that might be in the States, for example, and drive automatic (laughs) or in Norway even. I know there's a few of you there that drive automatics in Norway. But yeah, you have the gear stick. You with me, right? You're with me. You get it, right? You've got the gear stick and then you've got these three pedals in front of you beneath the wheel. You've got, I I can't even remember what order they're in because I feel like it's been that long. Is it brake first? No, it's clutch first then brake, then acceleration, I think. It depends what side of the car you're on as well. So this is a massive tangent. So let me bring it back. Okay, so think about driving a car, a manual car. In order to move forward, like obviously you can go in reverse, but do we want to go in reverse? No, we want to move forward, right? We want to move forward from fear. So you need to be in first gear. You can't go straight to fifth gear. You have to go into first gear. So in order to move into first gear, you've got to work with those pedals, right? So you've got the acceleration and that's like the energy of the engine. And shall we call that fear? Okay, because fear obviously contains a lot of energy. And you've got the clutch. And let's call the clutch the representation of your idea or ideas, the things that you actually want to do, right? Let's ignore the brake for now, just for the sake of this really annoying analogy. (laughs) So you've got the clutch and you've got the acceleration, right? You've got fear and then you've got your ideas. So when you drive a manual car, you need to find what's called the biting point. And that's a meeting of the acceleration and the clutch together, right? There's a little kind of surge. So if you add too much acceleration to the clutch, you stall. The car will jerk forward and it will just cut out. And that might represent your fear of doing the thing, overtaking you. And then you end up being overwhelmed and not doing anything at all, right? Too little acceleration, you also stall. So maybe you've got all the ideas, but perhaps you don't have the energy or the excitement to take them forward. Or maybe you've got too many ideas and you lack focus for the thing that you actually want to do. Perhaps you lack the energy to do them and therefore you stall, you cut out. There's not enough energy there. So you get what I'm saying, right? There's a play of energy at hand. You've got acceleration and clutch. You've got fear and you've got action. And the tipping point results in whether you can make things happen or not. And that's always an interesting moment, right? So I think that's the difference between someone who, let's use an example, someone who sits on their Instagram stories, watching everything, everyone, every move, every moment, then feeling like they're watching everyone else get what they want and do the things that they want versus them actually building the stuff they want to do and make and create and live the life they want to have. Do you hear me? So fear can keep us locked in, believing the voice of our inner critic, delaying our pleasure, denying ourselves the life we want. Fear keeps us small. Now, as someone who's lived with anxiety since the age of 18, probably longer, to be honest, but the diagnosis at least came when I was 18, and now I'm almost 40, so therefore I feel like I can speak a bit on fear with lots of evidence and research. I can tell you, fear, although real, can stand in your way. And there are times fear hems us in and makes us small and makes our lives and world small. And I've been there for sure. There were times when I couldn't leave a bedroom. It was horrible. I lived in there for weeks. So I know and feel for anyone who lives with fear and anxiety and the very real impact it can have on your life. I can also promise you that there are ways that you can work with this very real, very powerful energy 
There are ways that your life can become so much bigger than you could ever dream. And I'm not necessarily saying that bigger is better. I mean this in a sense of you playing small isn't going to do anyone any favours. You holding yourself back from your dreams, desires, pleasures, needs, wants isn't necessary. In fact, you're doing the world a disservice because we need you. We need your ideas, your mind, your presence, your experience, your being in this planet. You are here for a reason. And you don't have to have that big old purpose figured out here. And I don't mean to put pressure on you. I'm just getting very amped up and excited because I know how it feels to give up on yourself. Not because you want to, but because you think that's what you have to do. That the fear is too strong and too exhausting to fight. But truly, a game changer can be to see how powerful you actually are. And to see and understand that fear isn't the enemy. I know that might be an annoying thing to say, but I mean it. The moment I stopped feeling I was being held hostage by fear, things changed. And that started in a very tiny, seemingly insignificant way but it had a huge impact. It started by me recognising that fear was simply my brain trying to protect me. It wasn't trying to harm me or make me give up on my dreams. It was just that my brain thought I was in danger. It had been programmed to assume certain triggers meant that I was in danger. So my brain kindly fired up the cylinders to protect me and get me ready to either run away or to stay and fight or freeze. It was actually trying to protect me, right? It came from a caring place. Isn't that amazing? So if that's not a symbol of Maya Angelou's I got my own back, then I don't know what is. So my point is this realisation changed my life. I was lucky enough to find a book very early into the most chronic time of my anxiety, which was between the years 1998 and 2000. And I started to learn about how the brain works. And that included things like trauma and neuroscience and ways of using this energy of fear as a catalyst for helpful action, rather than feeling at the mercy of it. And that journey is one of my driving forces to this day. My northern stars, if you like, my guiding anchor, or why I'm interested in doing what I do, because this affects everything. Your brain, your mind is powerful, it's magnificent, and it's a tool that can unlock so much greatness. Have I gone off tangent? Do you see where I'm going with this chat today? Tears for fears. I want you to remember, anytime you feel afraid, that fear is a tool. Fear is powerful energy, and you get to use that energy however you want to. And hey, friends, I'm not for a minute saying it's like flicking a switch all the time, okay? Some days it can totally be like that, but it takes practice. It takes befriending yourself. And taking that day by day, working with what you have and learning ways to be compassionate with yourself and to listen to your body. It means asking yourself when you're scared, although this fear feels and is real, is it actually true? Is there evidence I should be afraid? That is, practicing exploring how to look for evidence. Are you in danger? Is there a valid reason you should feel fearful? And working with that. I mean, I could go ham here, and this isn't a therapy session, by the way, although I've had a lot of therapy and some great, some mm, racist. 
But hey, uh, if fear is taking control of your life, I really recommend you find yourself a therapist you can trust and working on it because it really will pay off. So right now I'm speaking to those of you who aren't crippled with chronic anxiety day to day because you guys, you know what you need to do. Pick up the phone or reach out to someone via email. There's lots of online resources for online therapists or maybe you prefer to make an appointment with your doctor, but please see to it. Take action today. You can feel better. So for those of you who might feel fearful, like Tears for Fears, and you know there's things that you want to do, you're sort of excited by it, but you're also not really doing them because fear gets in the way. You might have dreams or goals or things you want, but you just find yourself stalling and giving up and maybe starting something but not finishing it. I want you to know that you get to reframe that energy of fear and doubt and channel it into action. And that might look like doing something before you feel 100% ready in your eyes of perfection. Not harming yourself, mind, but jumping whilst being nervous and seeing what happens. Let me give you an example. So lately I've been making Instagram TVs. Yeah, yeah, I know. Thank you so much for your encouragement on this because, yeah... Apparently, (laughs) it's a trendy thing to do. And I didn't know that because I'm not trendy. But anyway, I didn't have a goal or a plan to do this. I never plan this kind of thing. I just do, or at least that's what I try to do. That's how I'm trying to live. And it's how I write for the blog. And well, it's how I do most things, really, like recording this podcast. I don't have a particular day that I record it. I just sort of catch a feeling and I run with it. It's also the same when I'm teaching classes or if I'm working one to one with clients. So I'll do the work, I'll do the research, I'll do the studies and so on. But then I kind of throw it all out the window and simply show up, see what happens. And I trust that I work better when I show up like that because I'm giving 100% of my attention to the moment and seeing what happens. And I trust that the right resources and tools and things to share to help someone will appear. But it might not be the same for you and that's okay. Perhaps jumping before you're ready might look different and it might look like making the call to the college admissions to see if there are still places available on that part-time jewellery making course you're interested in. Or maybe it looks like one evening going to that singing group that meets in a community centre down the road. Or maybe it looks like reaching out to someone you admire and connecting with them, saying hi. Maybe it looks like pressing publish on that website. Perhaps it looks like saying hello to someone who's also waiting for the bus at the bus stop. Or maybe having an idea and letting yourself go with it and not getting caught up in the overthinking about what it could be and instead just doing it. It's recognising the fizzy excitement of that acceleration, but equally recognising there's a little bit of nervousness there, but doing it anyway, doing the thing. And some of you who listen regularly probably know this, but to those who are new here, I have made a whole episode about just that. If you need help with doing the thing, actually, there's a couple of episodes. There's one about doing what scares you. And there's my first ever episode, which is do the damn thing already. I will put the links to these in the show notes and you can find them by heading to dion.space forward slash podcast or ifeelforyoupodcast.com. And this is episode 41. So, tears for fears. My advice to you is to work on how you can translate that fear into focus, not to ignore the fear, to work with it. 
And as I said earlier, this is a practice. So for example, I try each day to do something that challenges this in me. It might be reaching out to speak to a stranger. I wrote about this on my Instagram and on my blog recently, how I love to compliment people, compliment strangers. And some of the feedback from people in the comments was that they really liked it, but they were way too scared to do it themselves. They spoke about being introverted or nervous, which I am too, my friends. And I want to tell you that I'm totally scared to do it, but I do it anyway, because the drive and the need I feel for us all to do well and to feel good is greater than my fear. I want to gas people up because I get something from seeing them inhabit themselves with a bit more space. Do you know what I mean? And that's the conversation that I have with my fear. At least that's what the conversation with my fear tells me at least. You know, I want to gas people up because I get so much back from that, from seeing them inhabit themselves with more space, maybe some joy as well. That gives me so much. So that feeling is greater than my fear. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So it's the same with making the Instagram TV or this podcast even, blogging, whatever, sending my newsletter out, making every single Instagram story, being seen, knowing that there are eyeballs of some really lovely people and also perhaps some not so nice folks who don't want me to win seeing this stuff. And if I think about that so much, that could render me completely quiet. And that's happened to me in the past for sure, like fear has won. I've given the energy of fear too much space. But I practice this stuff every day and I keep in mind the people like you who are listening to this show, the people that I care about and the people that I want to support. You're the folks who I want to speak to. And if there's people out there who need a pep talk, they need encouragement, they want to feel seen and understood, that is why I continuously work on this. And that's why I will always continuously work on it. And there will always be things to work on, right? This is life baby don't hurt me. Anyway, was this useful tis for fears? Can you relate? So, okay, let's put this into practice right now. Do you think you can find examples of how you can translate your fear into action today? Like, today. Let's challenge ourselves. So I'd love it if you could find one thing today to do to translate your fear energy into action energy. Like find one focus, however small it seems, and send that tweet or make that Instagram story or post that selfie or share that thought. Do something that comes from you, that allows you to be even more you, to use the energy of your fear to make magic. I mean, you already are magic, but you know what I mean. Do you think you can even share that with me? Yeah, let's put this to the test. It's not a test, you're not being graded. But reach out to me, head to the show notes or find me on Instagram. I'm Dion, D-I-O-N-N-E with seven underscores because I'm extra. Or find me somewhere online. I'm on Twitter, Dion with one underscore for some reason. I don't know how that happened. But yeah, reach out, maybe leave a note in the comments of the show notes, wherever feels most comfortable. Let me know what you did today. So that's it. I mean, I meant this to be a short, weird analogy of manual cars, but also recognise that has a limited and potentially boring scope. So I hope that you can use my blunders and buffoonery and just go with these goals and dreams that you want and recognise fear for the power that it is. It's not the enemy. It's just you having your own back 
but you also having this opportunity to work with this great force and translate that into some positive action. And as you know, I work one-to-one with people in my six-month coaching programs to do this stuff, as I mentioned earlier. Like, every day we hustle in... Okay, not that song. I don't even like that song. But anyway, every day we meet this stuff, we turn fear into action. We get to work in you being you, so grounded in who you are, your integrity, your ideas, your essence, that actually you begin to seek out these opportunities to make stuff happen, even though you might have butterflies or whatever. And you can read all about how it works and stories from my clients, as well as book via my site, dion.space. So just a word on my availability. I've got two slots available from August onwards. So if you want to take the leap with me as your biggest cheerleader and accountability stan, I got you. And no worries if you're not ready, as I said, because you have to be ready, my love, you know. With coaching, my love, it only works if you do. I mean, I'm there, 100% have your back, but you're going to get so much out of it if you're ready to step up to the plate. Is that what they say? Mm, Hungry. So (laughs) I understand that sometimes you just need some time to think about it. Maybe there comes a point in your life when things circle back around and suddenly you're ready. I get it. You need to feel that guttural urge and I want you to have that. So know that there's tons of resources, not only in this podcast, so feel welcome to dive into old episodes, but also find loads of resources up on my blog and my site and on socials. And you can get regular deliveries of my tools, plus encouragement and inspiration to your inbox via my digest. So head to dion.space forward slash digest to sign up if you want to receive it. And that's it, my friend know that I'm here for you. So feel welcome to send me any questions at all. I'm really happy to offer these micro coaching episodes for you. And let me know if it's been useful for you. Let me know your thoughts. Is there another technique that you use to working with fear so that you can take action with your dreams? I love to hear from you and I truly appreciate you being here and listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, Feel free to leave me a review, maybe a rating over on iTunes, wherever it is you get your podcasts. I truly appreciate your feedback. You're welcome to send me any requests at all. I am grateful for you being here. Have a brilliant day and translate that fear into action.